Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number is 877-726-8255. You can get through uh, this entire hour, or if you so choose, you can uh, call off hours 24-7-365, and you can record a question at 877-726-8255. We'll take some of those questions momentarily. Uh, but first, uh, here's sort of an op-ed about censorship and uh, suppression of scientific opinions because uh, th th there's really a lot of this going on in this country and it has to do with uh, politics and it has to do with uh, science uh, and there's a lot of cancellation uh, and stigmatization and controversialization of people who voice uh, unpopular views and to some extent I mean these views can be uh, violent destructive uh, views that uh, question uh, the efficacy of the vaccine can cause vaccine hesitancy and can ultimately have a harmful effect on uh, the vaccine effort. Uh, but um, it's getting a little bit, I would say, a lot out of hand uh, because there's a new organization called the Center for Countering Digital Hate and Anti-Vax Watch. Uh, so it's interesting how they conflate digital hate with being anti-vax. You know, everybody you know, has got to be against hate. Who's not against hate? So it sounds pretty wholesome. Uh, the Center for Countering Digital Hate and Anti-Vax Watch. Uh, they've issued a new report uh, which is entitled The Disinformation Dozen. The disinformation doesn't. And I checked very quickly to see if I was on that. I mean, my views on the vaccine are, I got to say, not that controversial, really. Some of my colleagues, uh, colleagues who, who I respect, uh, have some very, very um, skeptical views about the vaccine effort. I personally don't. I think the vaccine uh, is probably going to be a big help in curbing the coronavirus pandemic 
And I don't discourage my patients from taking the vaccine. There are certain circumstances where I say, okay, maybe you can wait, wait a little longer. Let's see if there are side effects for your particular medical condition. Uh, let's see if variants develop so that uh, maybe a little later in the vaccine effort, you can take a more efficacious vaccine. You know, there's some considerations. I mean, there are some real considerations about the vaccine. You know, is it as uh, harmless as they say? Is it uh, as effective as they say? Uh, that far, I'm willing to go, but I'm not uh, a lifetime card-carrying anti-vaxxer, as some of these individuals are. Uh, but they say here in this uh, article, it's a press release, about two-thirds of anti-vaccine content on major social media sites is tied to 12 prominent anti-vaccine leaders. And uh, they're calling them out. They say the disinformation dozen is made up of Ty and Charlene Bollinger. Um, I've never I've never had them on my program. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's pretty much against all vaccines, it seems to me. Um, Joseph Mercola, uh, who is somewhat anti-vaccine. Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Rashid Buttar. Uh, yeah, I know some of these people. And um, uh, Christian Northrup uh, has been someone who I've followed for a long time. I've had her on the program. Uh, now she's very anti-vax. Uh, but they say disinformation has become a direct threat to public health. Uh, says Imran Ahmed, CEO of the Center for Countering Digital Hate. I mean, sounds good, ostensibly. Uh, quote, in the midst of a global pandemic, the anti-vaccine industry, well, it's not really, it's not really the industry, it's not that powerful. I mean, it's just a few dissenting voices. Um, do they monetize it? Do they make a lot of money off it? Do they promote their careers? Well, maybe, because they have a following. Uh, but um, it's not exactly your way into the pantheon of billionaires, right? You know, like <laughs> the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, they say they've executed a targeted campaign to mislead Americans about the safety of the COVID-19 vaccines. Social media is enabling anti-vaxxers to recruit millions of Americans and indoctrinate them with fear and doubt. And there's some truth to it because, you know, uh, they, social media has really amplified messages and the ability to sow panic amplified by Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., is out of proportion to the true influence of some of these individuals. But, you know, where does it stop? Where, 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 where does it stop? And, you know, the, the quote that comes to mind is the quote from uh, a famous uh, German in the World War II era. Uh, he was a pastor in the Lutheran church, Martin Neimuller. And you may have heard this quote, but I'll repeat it for you. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Very famous quote, and it's about the kind of creeping effect of censorship and suppression of information. And I think it's only going to backfire because the more you try to suppress dissenting views about vaccines, the more people are going to say, there's not, there's not a vaccine transparency. I can't trust this. 
And that's how conspiracy theories are fed by not airing them out. And uh, I push back on some of the assertions of these individuals in the past. Some some things they say are perfectly reasonable and I agree with. Um, but we also can't conflate uh, some degree of uh, surveillance of the effectiveness of vaccines and concern over some potential side effects with being anti-vax. That's just not science. It's not, it's, that's more like religious zealotry. And so, you know, right now, Facebook and Twitter are being pressured to heavily censor this type of information. I personally know that some of these people have experienced tremendous setbacks in their social media campaign. That's how they, that's their oxygen, social media. And they're being throttled down to the point where they have to search out alternative ways of communicating with their public. And um, I think that's, that's a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake by, you know, social media should not be the arbiter of the information. They can post, you know, uh, equally plausible explanations of what these people are talking about. And I've, you know, I've read some articles like, you know, about things like the vaccine changes your DNA. And I said, well, you know, that's interesting. Let me look at that. And then I read articles from very authoritative scientists, not propagandists, but honest scientists who say, you know, here's the science on that. And, you know, the science on that is kind of sketchy. So the people making those claims um, are not based on real uh, scientific veracity. So, you know, I got to say, um, let's stop with the censorship. Let's push back on that. Uh, let's air things out in a public forum and the truth will out. And, you know, just as conspiracy theories existed around the time of AIDS and HIV and, you know, that the government was poisoning people with, you know, the medications they were coming up with deliberately to eradicate certain or that the AIDS virus was an invented virus designed to cull the population of homosexuals and minorities. You know, theories like these abounded at that time. And, you know, here we are 30 years hence and more and more people with HIV are surviving because of marvelous high-tech innovations. And the conspiracy theories have died away of their own accord because they just didn't have any legs. 877-726-8255 is our number. We'd like to hear from you this weekend. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash biotics-research. That's drhoffman.com slash biotics-research for Biomega Fish Oil. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, jot that number down because if a question occurs to you during the week, you can uh, record a question or you can call during the program, whichever. Um, organic foods. Uh, it's been said that buying organic foods is a waste of money. You know, they cost like uh, twice as much and, uh, you know, sometimes they're not even as fresh as conventional produce. And so why, you know, reach for that uh, wilted carrot uh, when you can get uh, conventional uh, fresh carrots, bright orange uh, alongside. And they're cheaper, too. You know, it's, it's all hype. Some You've heard people say that. Why are you buying organic? Um, this study out of France, it's called the Nutrinet Santé Study. Uh, they looked at uh, 69,000 French adults and they posed the question, what is the association between an organic food-based diet and cancer risk? And you know, if they did in France, there's probably a heck of a lot less chemicals than there are in the United States. So even the group that was supposedly eating a non-organic diet, uh, they still probably got less of a chemical burden than Americans who eat conventional produce. Um, so uh, what they found here is that there was a significant reduction in the risk of cancer among high consumers of organic foods. Uh, the results uh, showed that um, high organic food consumption associated with reduction in the overall risk of cancer. We observed reduced risks for specific cancer sites, postmenopausal breast cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and all lymphomas. Uh, among individuals with higher frequency of organic food consumption. And uh, in the discussion, uh, they say, we observed a lower risk of breast cancer among high organic food consumers. This finding may be interpreted in light of a recent review on the link between breast cancer and various chemicals, which concluded that exposure to chemicals, including pesticides, may lead to an increased risk of developing breast cancer. As to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, there was reduced risk in this study uh, and appears to be in line with the meta-analysis, a study of studies, reporting that exposure to common pesticides like malathion, terbufose, and diazinon led to a 22% increased risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, that, that doesn't even mention the fact that recently there was a huge multi-billion dollar pot of gold set aside for victims of glyphosate toxicity, a.k.a. Roundup, 
and uh, glyphosate, uh, the weed killer uh, used on many crops, uh, that's something that you don't get when you get organic food. So, you know, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty persuasive study supporting the use of uh, organic produce. All right, 877-726-8255. We have a recorded question. Let's take it now. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I'm being bombarded with these ads for stem cell supplements, and I'm wondering if uh, you know if there's any validity to these supplements. Thank you. Okay, uh, your stem cell supplements are uh, based on the idea that stem cells uh, have the potential to rejuvenate the body. Uh, and, you know, one theory of aging is that you run out of stem cells to repair your organs, and then uh, your organs uh, deteriorate and you decline inevitably towards disease and death. And, you know, we know that organ function declines as you age, and one of the ways that the body repairs organs is that it has a ready supply of stem cells to uh, go into action to become little liver cells, little eye cells, little brain cells, little heart cells. Uh, but that... Uh, stops happening as people get older. So it, it's a persuasive theory. And the, uh, the this has led to a lot of exploration of how injections of stem cells uh, can regenerate organs. But even when it comes to injecting stem cells, they're still having trouble. Uh, you know, one thing that they really want to work on is Parkinson's disease. They figure, well, if they can give people stem cells, it'll regenerate uh, the part of the brain that deteriorates in Parkinson's disease, um, the uh, substantia nigra, and that that uh, will lead to an improvement in Parkinson's. Well, they, they just taking it by injection in your arm isn't necessarily going to cause those stem cells to go to the right place. So then they've tried to inject directly into the brain and that doesn't even do the job. So the, the notion that taking oral stem cell supplements can somehow regenerate your organs is totally bogus. Totally bogus. I mean, I unequivocally state that. I think it's a waste of time. I think it's a bad reflection on the nutritional supplement industry that these products are out there. And uh, they basically built the public and uh, betray their trust to make a buck on a very, very tenuous proposition. So there you have it. I'm not a fan. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural science-based and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 
What are the top antidepressant foods? Is there really such a thing? Well, you know, is it uh, chocolate? Is it uh, mac and cheese? You know, comfort foods? Uh, a lot of people turning to food as a antidepressant during the COVID-19 lockdown, and the net result is COVID-15, the 15 pounds of weight that you inadvertently gained because you're not going out and exercising as much and you're uh, eating high on a hog. Uh, bacon, yeah, <laughs> it's up there. Bacon makes a lot of people happy. Uh, but there's actually a psychiatrist who tackled this issue, and uh, he did so looking at uh, innumerable studies that uh, trace the effects of certain foods uh, on the brain and on mood. And food can affect mood in a variety of ways. Food can affect mood by uh, taking your blood sugar up and then dumping it down, putting you on a blood sugar roller coaster. That would be candy. Candy can make you high, but then drop you low. Uh, also, food can be pro-inflammatory. And we know that inflammation of the brain has something to do with the state of your emotions. And in fact, I wrote an article for a newsletter, the surprising link between inflammation and stress. And there is such a thing as a pro-inflammatory diet. If you eat a lot of junk, a lot of uh, processed oils, uh, a lot of uh, processed junk food, it's very pro-inflammatory. And if you eat a lot of uh, fresh fruits and vegetables that are chemical-free and natural, uh, these can tamp down the inflammation in your body. Lots and lots of uh, carbohydrates, too, can enhance inflammation in your body. So, um, you know, I'm looking here at this list of antidepressant foods, and I don't, you know, I can't say that uh, with great precision you can rate foods for their antidepressant effects, but this guy tackled it. The number one antidepressant food was watercress watercress way up in the ratings and it turns out that plant foods uh, were at the top of the list especially leafy greens uh, watercress followed by spinach followed by mustard mustard turnip or beet greens um, that's a little challenging for some people but they're super healthy lettuce was up there Swiss chard and fresh herbs along with chicory uh, and then uh, the rest of the vegetables follow suit. Um, down a little ways, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Tell that to your average uh, seven-year-old. <laughs> Those foods are high on the antidepressant scale. Uh, in the animal kingdom, oysters rate very high. Not sure exactly why. They're high in zinc, and they do contain some omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, liver and organ meats, very high, but not popular in the United States. They're referred to as awful, not A-W-F-U-L, but O-F-F-A-L. And while eaten in many parts of the world, you know, prized in parts of Europe and Asia, Latin America, Africa, uh, liver and organ meats, not too popular in the U.S. Uh, how about some... Chopped liver, chopped chicken liver. That's a, a favorite in Eastern European cuisine and uh, may find its way to the Passover table. Um, mussels and octopus, 
high on the list. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're, you know, basically what they're saying is eat, you know, a plant-based diet with some animal protein, uh, consider lots of fish and organ meat and uh, processed meat way down. There's an article, uh, this week about how processed, uh, meat, uh, is associated with dementia. But interestingly in that article, uh, I don't have that article in front of me, but, uh, as I recall, interestingly in that article, it did not say that unprocessed meat was associated with dementia. It's only processed meat. So whatever chemicals they're using to preserve the processed meat, bologna and salami and hot dogs, that would be processed meat. Bacon, unfortunately, would be included. Um, that um, the processed meat associated with dementia, but animal protein consumption that's not processed, uh Meat is not a driver of higher risk for dementia. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, we have a caller, so let's hear that. You know, I took a friend to get her vaccination, and when she came out, she said she had felt some liquid running down her arm after the shot. And he brought it up to the person administering the shot, and he said, well, it's normal. And But she's really concerned that maybe part of that vaccine ran down her arm, and it should have been in her arm. So could you comment on that, if it's possible that uh, do they run down the arm, or do they leak like that, or what? Thank you. Yeah, so that's an interesting question. You know, so anything is possible. And, you know, in the chain of uh, custody of the vaccines, you know, from the time that the vaccine is manufactured to the time that the vaccine is distributed to the time that the vaccine is administered, uh, all sorts of things can happen. Uh, you know, and in fact, you know, there have been some cases earlier on now, not so much the case, but there were some issues around quality control of some of the batches of the vaccine and they had to be discarded because they just look, it's manufacturing. It's, you know, it happens to, you know, socks. It happens to cars. It happens to anything that's man-made and the same thing with vaccines. And then with the administration, um, I can't recall a case, and I've given a lot of shots and injections to people, you know, usually vitamins, not vaccines. Um, and I can't recall a case of where uh, the the material that I've been injecting has run out. I don't know. It's possible that the cap was loose on the uh, on the syringe, you know, and that some material leaked out before it even went into your body. It's also possible that a little bit runs out, but it's also possible that the sensation you're feeling of something wet down your arm is from the alcohol swab that was used to administer the vaccine. And so you may say, well, it's, oh, my arm feels wet. Well, maybe some of the vaccine leaked out, but probably all of the vaccine went in. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of leeway with these vaccines is that, uh, especially with the Moderna vaccine, the Moderna vaccine is probably stronger than you need for most people. Uh, it's possible that a lower strength Moderna vaccine, uh, or some of the vaccines could administer all the protection that a full strength vaccine could administer. So if even a little got into your system, uh, it's likely that it would be beneficial. And I would, you know, not worry about it. I really would not worry about it, you know. Uh, and besides, 
you know, it's not good to worry about things over which you have no control. And uh, having already gotten the vaccine, uh, there's no retrospectoscope to take you back to that moment when the vaccine was put in. Uh, and you can get an instant replay. Powerful disinfectant. Yes, they handy if you're walking around the office, say, and you you know you don't want to go to the bathroom, and you just want you know you touch some things you're concerned with, so you put some some hand sanitizer on. But um, here's a concern: um, benzene found in multiple hand sanitizer brands. Now, I have some familiarity with benzene because benzene used to be used in organic chemistry labs when I was a pre-med student. And what was interesting is that the very year that I completed organic chemistry, which was arduous because I took it during the summer and uh, it was in an old building at Columbia University and it wasn't really very well air conditioned. And it says stank of all kinds of chemicals. And... Um, so the year after I completed it, they announced that they were going to stop using benzene in those laboratories because benzene is a carcinogen. And I thought, wow, great. You know, I've been exposed to benzene, and then they announced that it's a carcinogen. And now for future generations, they're going to protect them from exposure to benzene. How nice. I timed it wrong. Um, but it turns out that online pharmacy Valley Shore is sounding the alarm over what it says are contaminated batches of a pandemic staple. Uh, why in the heck would they put benzene or allow benzene into hand sanitizers? One of the reasons is that these uh, hand sanitizers flood in from countries like China where the standards just aren't there for uh, the possibility of contamination. The company analyzed 260 unique batches of hand sanitizer from 168 brands of those batches, 44, 17% contained benzene levels uh, above permissible levels. Not very much. I mean, it wasn't like pure benzene, but it was, there was residue of benzene. Uh, 21 batches contained uh, uh, of liquid and gel hand sanitizers contained benzene above the two parts per million, million uh, limit. Uh, one product even had benzene at 16 parts per million, which is more than eight times the limit permitted by the FDA. So, um, yeah, I mean, all this stuff is flooding in the country, and uh, they just don't have enough inspectors to keep track of it and to maintain quality control. And, you know, I'd say uh, don't, uh, you know, put this stuff on your skin unless you really have to. Uh, this Simple measure. If you think your hands are contaminated with COVID, just don't pick your nose or poke your finger in your eye. Wait till you get to a hand washing station where there is a bar of soap and wash your hands. But there's no need to. It's not like the virus is going to penetrate your skin surface, go into your bloodstream and cause a severe COVID-19 infection. It's not, it's not how it works. It enters the body through mucous membranes, the mouth, the nose, nasal passages. And if you don't take your contaminated hands and touch those places, you're not going to get COVID-19. It's not going to jump from your hands into your, into your nostrils. It doesn't do that. A lot of people don't get it. They're just using too much of these hand sanitizers. And unfortunately, the PSAs keep showing images of people using hand sanitizers. It's 
not good science. And it's also, these many other chemicals in these hand sanitizers have harmful effects. Plus, you'll screw up your hands. You'll call, I mean, I have a patient who has very severe hand eczema because she's a compulsive disinfectant user. And we told her to cool it with the disinfectants because it was unnecessary. She's already better. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com In addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255 is our number in the uh, waning moments of our program. I want to wish our listeners uh, a very happy Passover. You're celebrating uh, coming up uh, Easter soon on its heels. And... Um, this item is quite disturbing, and it, it reflects a, a very paradoxical trend, which is that uh, when Social Security was first developed in during the time of the Depression, it was part of the, the New Deal. Social Security is, you know, take care of the elderly. The elderly were defined as over 65s, and they figured, eh, there should be plenty of money around to uh, fund the uh, few hardy individuals who surpassed the age of 65. It was, yeah pretty much uh, accepted that people would die earlier and uh, a small percentage of the population would survive well into their 70s, 80s, and 90s. There were centenarians, but few and far between. Uh, with each passing decade, life expectancy increased in America, and we thought there was an unlimited horizon on that. People would be living to 120 routinely by um, the 21st century, but it, the trend is reversing. And uh, there's a disturbing study from Ohio State University Health declining in Gen X and Gen Y. 
Uh, recent generations show worrying decline in health compared to their parents and grandparents when they were the same age. And I've, I've noticed that to some extent is that, uh, the grandparents often, uh, themselves immigrants or the children of immigrants, uh, growing up during the depression, uh, are relatively resilient. Uh, and then, uh, the kids develop problems earlier and their kids are having all kinds of wacky problems. And this may have to do with environmental pollution or lack of, uh, sufficient uh, exercise, labor saving devices and so on. Uh, people being glued to screens instead of getting outside in the open air. Uh, and, uh, the declining quality of food the uh, affluence which enables us to overeat. So uh, they say that members of Generation X and Generation Y showed poor physical health, higher levels of unhealthy behavior such as alcohol use and smoking and more depression and anxiety. And yeah, it, this is, there is a worsening trend. Uh, the results were published in the American Journal of Epidemiology. So uh, that is a concern. If you're concerned about fatigue and if tiredness holds you back from doing the things you want to do, focus on your mitochondria and work to obtain mitochondrial support with the only nutrition formula clinically proven to repair those vital energy sources within your cells. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half. It also reduces some of the effects of aging, NT factors available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs, full spectrum vitamin and mineral formulas, immune support formulas, targeted nutrition, and of course there's pure NT factor that you can add to whatever supplement regime you're already taking. I've been using NT factor for years and I prescribe it for my patients and now with a 45 day money back guarantee you have nothing to lose. Find the NT factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or you can order direct by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Uh, all right, this, you know, uh, our uh, audio engineer, uh, Al, just uh, went and got his COVID-19 shot. But, uh, Al, you missed the boat because... Clinical trials are planned for oral COVID vaccines. So you got the ouch factor and you may get a sore arm. But a coronavirus vaccine could be taken as a pill by second quarter of 2021. Now well, you tell me. Well, I know. <laughs> I know you, you should have waited, but, you know, you wanted to get the shot. Uh, you're not for punishment. Well, no, it's not approved yet. The vaccine is being developed by Orvax Medical. It's a joint venture of the Israeli-American company, Oramed, and an Indian company. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, there was the Salk polio vaccine. It was a shot. And then there was the Sabin, oral polio shot. So for a lot of, you know, since it's administered to kids, certainly an advantage to give it as like a, a convenient uh, sugar cube immersed with uh, whatever secret sauce is used for the vaccine. So I don't know. Maybe this, you know, who knows whether this will pan out. All right, Popeye would be thrilled to know that according to the Journal of Nutrition, green leafy vegetables are essential for muscle strength. Yes, it's true. Not so much about their iron. People who consumed a nitrate-rich diet, predominantly from vegetables, had significantly better muscle function of their lower, lower limbs, according to 
uh, a study uh, performed in Melbourne, Australia over a 12-year period. They found that those with the highest regular nitrate consumption at 11% stronger lower limb strength than those with the lowest nitrate intake. So Popeye indeed was right. Up to 4% faster walking speeds were also recorded. Thanks very much for joining us. Check out our website at drhoffman.com for more content. Uh, follow us on social media. Subscribe to our newsletter and download our podcasts. And a very happy weekend to you. 